Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TLG Network Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Stewart. Today, we get to have a conversation with Ryan Howe. He is a dear friend of mine that I've got to know over the last couple years. And in this conversation today, we talk about what it looks like as a young man growing and finding his passion and finding the patience to be able to go after his dreams and go after the destiny that's in front of him. I'm so excited because in this conversation, you get to hear various times where Ryan really could say that he did a lot of this on his own and where he's at in life right now, but his humility shines through and you can see a man who is genuinely grateful for the support he's been given and can see the different ways God is giving him clear people in his life to give him direction. And so I believe you're going to walk away from this conversation encouraged, and I really think that you're going to have opportunities that get highlighted in your future that you can make a decision to really transform your destiny. I am so excited that we get to have this time together. Thank you so much for listening, and we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to get into our conversation with Ryan Howe. This week's sponsor is Select Painting. With over a decade of professional experience in the Sioux Empire, voted number one in local best surveys for eight consecutive years, Select Painting is South Dakota's largest painting company. I am honored to say that while SP continues to impact the lives of their employees and customers as they grow, the company relentlessly aims to deepen their vision of transforming lives, growing in excellence. I have the honor of witnessing the owners, managers, and painters continue to practice the values of family, fun, grit, and growth in a way that changes the atmosphere of every job site they work on. In May, Select Painting is offering a special Painter for a Day package while continuing to give free estimates to residential customers. We want all our customers and employees to know we are doing everything that the CDC has recommended for construction equipment and staff to be clean and safe during this COVID season. Select Painting is in the middle of their recruiting season hiring positions for commercial and residential for the spring, summer, and fall as well. Thank you again, Select Painting, for all you do to make this podcast a reality. Ryan, that is an amazing profile photo right there. Thank you. That is from my sophomore year of college, I believe, and I have yet to update it. (laughs) that's amazing so for those who are listening welcome to the tlge network podcast i am with ryan howe and we are doing this recording over phone and so we don't even get to see each other face to face other than our small little profile photos and ryan has an awesome photo that i hope that he can put on facebook that says everything Oh, Ryan, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing today? It is Tuesday at 8.30 Central Time. Where are you and what are you doing on this fine evening? Yeah, uh, well, I am at home. Uh, Recently moved to the burgeoning metropolis of Harrisburg, South Dakota. Amen. Um, So, uh, you know, for work's sake, very convenient. Um, I I do greatly miss my, my downtown Sioux Falls life um 
but tonight I am relaxing with a, a warm cup of tea in the comfiest recliner in my home. Um, just, just relaxing after um, a, a mentally challenging day. Right. Would you define it as a whirlwind? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite way of describing today was, is um, that moment you're walking out into the ocean and you got sand underneath your feet and it doesn't seem that deep. And then you finally get to the point where there, there's no there's nothing under your feet anymore. It's just water. And you just kind of go Bloop. total drop off, total drop off. That's what that's what today was. <laughs> we'll dive into uh, what your role is in a moment here. But uh, I appreciate you being here, Ryan. It means so much to me. And I know that our audience is going to be super blessed by what they hear today from your stories. And again, thank you so much. When you think about joining the podcast and when you think about all the things, all the podcasts that you've heard, uh, what, uh, what excites you about kind of being on here today? Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been lucky enough to be a part of a, a few different groups, a few different podcasts. And, um, it, so much of my life is wrapped up in storytelling, but it's, it's generally sharing the stories of others. Um, and so it, it's rare for me to have a moment to take a step back and reflect on my life and the stories that have shaped me and, and share those. Um, right. so I, that'll be, that'll be an interesting, uh, an interesting wrinkle, right. see, uh, how, you know, what, what sort of entertainment we, uh, and, and knowledge we gain from that. That's so good. Oh, so good. Well, let's let's naturally flow into tell us a little bit about yourself then and what what that has looked like as far as storytelling and and then you can kind of transition into, you know, the 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 roles you find yourself in these days and then I think that'll naturally flow us into how you know me mm. and then I'll, I'll connect the dots around how I how I recall really knowing you. Excellent. All right. Yeah, um, my name is is Ryan Howe. Um, I was born and raised for a little bit in Minnesota. Uh, moved to South Dakota in two thousand one with the rest of my family. Um, grew up uh, in the country. Went to country school. Eventually moved to public school, which was a massive adjustment. Um, ended up graduating. Uh, moved to Sioux Falls for college. Went to the University of Sioux Falls. Um, pursued initially a degree in journalism, found out I didn't really uh, enjoy that as much as I thought I would. And I found myself really drawn to the theater, which at that point had just been more of a, a, a hobby, something I enjoyed doing. And um, I switched my major to uh, communication studies in theater, graduated with a degree in, in that. Um, and since then have found myself um, working with varying uh, theater companies around the region and uh, ended up making my way to, to select painting where I am using that communications degree in so many different ways that I never uh, <laughs> imagined um, talking with homeowners and, and coworkers and um, 
yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's been a challenging experience there. Um, and so with that transitioning into, um, how I know Gordon, I, I distinctly remember, um, one of my, one of my first days I had, I'm, I think I had some crew leader meeting or something at the shop. Um, maybe it could have even just been like painter training, um, as, as simple as that. But I remember seeing this guy in a flannel with this just gnarly looking beard, like gnarly, <laughs> gnarly in like the rad way, not, not unkempt, um, gnarly, gnarly beard and uh, just the, the hair tied back in a bun, smiling, just somebody that just by looking at him, I, I, I felt peace and wisdom and so wow. much excited energy for everyone that was in the room. And I was just immediately just gravitated towards this person. And I remember thinking, like, I need to know who this person is. <laughs> I need to get coffee with them and find out who they are. Wow. And, uh, that, that was my first memory of Gordon Stewart. And that would have been 2018? That would have been, yeah, April, mid-April 2018. Right on. I am going to jump into how I know you, and I'm so excited to hear more of your story. So for those who are listening, obviously, we're going to dive into what, what, what really the details of, of Ryan's life has been. But this is just to kind of connect some dots for y'all to know how we know each other. I distinctly remember Ryan really from a distance. I also remember that encounter, Ryan. I do remember your energy and I remember specifically your, your quickness. If, 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 if that, uh, your body movement is kind of what immediately sticks out in my memory as someone who was passionate mm. and, you know, you grab the brush with confidence and the roller and, and just the tools. And, and there was not a, a moment of like hesitancy. There was just a, a faith, a firmness. Uh, I'm going to do this mm. attitude. So that's what I distinctly remember. And then I'm actually going to jump all the way to last summer. to 2019, I recall going on a walk with you in a, a McKinnon area um, house that we were on. Mm -hmm. And I just remember not going there with a specific agenda. We were in the same position as far as uh, we were called operation managers. And you were someone that I very much saw as also full of peace and wisdom and energy. And that while I had some experience in that operation management role, it was only one summer and I really wanted to connect with you and, and, and some of our other operation managers on what you were doing and, and how you were doing it and, and what was going well and, and what wasn't going well. And, and I just remember going on that walk and, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a scheduled thing at all, but I remember feeling just immensely like connected at that point with you. Like I, I, you, I felt trusted by you, but I also felt like, um, 
how do I say that? I, I felt like I could trust you and you could trust me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where I, like, we went from like coworkers to like comrades to colleagues to like mutual friends. And like, yeah. we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to go there together in this workplace. So that's what comes to my mind. Do, do you recall that? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I, I projected wisdom in that moment because uh, in that whole summer, I remember feeling just so completely just in over my head, just scrambling to try and uh, uh, make my way every single day. So peace and wisdom, if, if that's what I was projecting that summer, that that's a miracle. That was not from me. <laughs> right, right. I think that, you know, really, it, when I think about the definition of wisdom, it's it's are you applying the things that you're learning or not? Mm, and yeah. when I think about you, absolutely 100%. Everything that you do, you're learning to do better. And so some people call it failure. Other people call it opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and, and you're the latter. And so uh, that's, that's what I think about you know, when I think about wisdom. It doesn't have to be you have 20 years in the field. So that's where we know each other, everybody. And what I want to do now is I want to give it back over to Ryan and we're going to talk about some stories. And Ryan and I talked before we jumped on the podcast together with you and processed a little bit, but we didn't actually talk about what stories he was going to share. So this is going to be new information for me. And uh, I, I'm excited to, to listen. Do you want to know a, a, a surprise conversation that we're going to have, Ryan, for you? Will that ruin the surprise? It won't. I think you'll like it. And I think it'll give our audience just a, uh, a breather here before we jump into stories. Then by all means. Guess what movie I watched two nights ago with my wife. Okay. From Redbox. And it is on the cover. It says it's the movie of the year in the drama section. Wow. Um, my understanding of movies is that every movie purports to be the movie of the year. Uh, well, the movie, the movie was little women. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, and, and I am so excited to, at some point later in this conversation, talk to you about Lori and how much that character oh. inspired me. Really, Timothy Chalamet's yes. character. Okay. And okay. Have you seen the Have you seen the new one yet? Yes, I have. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Our conversation. You know, it was already going to be great, and now it's going to be amazing mm-hmm. because uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that character. And so, when I saw your profile photo, I, I thought of you right away. Huh. Okay. I thought I thought I thought of Lori, and when I saw this profile photo of just your smile and, and your in your joy. Oh my goodness. Okay. That All that's, right. That's high praise to be compared to Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so I'll I'll take that. <laughs> so if that doesn't set us up for for some great story time, I don't know what does. That's a that's a natural transition. So <sighs> Ryan, you've shared a little bit with us about your upbringing. Obviously, many details you didn't share, and that was just to kind of connect some dots for our audience. So you can connect any dots you want to. Do you want to start before you 
kind of go into your stories, do you want to start with like a general theme or anything that you feel like you're going to kind of aim at in, in, in what stories you have and, and, and what you think God might be like highlighting as a theme mm-hmm. for the audience just to like be really listening for as you talk? Yeah, I think as, as I've been reflecting on this past few minutes, um, uh, a, a theme of, of patience and passion, I think, is, is starting to, to form. And I think, I, I think I've got a way that I can spin this all together. Awesome. So one of the one of my favorite definitions for uh, the old school term for patience, I'm sure you recall, is long suffering. Mm-hmm. And so that's so good. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to hear. So uh, you want to kind of start with your first story, and and we're all ears. Yeah. Uh, really, everything in my life uh, comes back to. Um, I really think about my mom a lot, especially as I get older. Um, wow. So, and, and the reason for that, um, and not a lot of people know this, um, but my, when I say that my family moved from Minnesota to South Dakota in 2001, uh, the big reason for that was because my mom's health was starting to decline. Um, and so um, in 2000, 2001, she started to lose her eyesight um, due to, um, she, she had a, a disease uh, that was a cousin of multiple sclerosis. And um, this one in particular uh, attacked her optic nerve. And so uh, for the past 20 years that I've known my mom, she's been um, almost entirely blind. Wow. So um, as you can imagine, that uh, greatly shaped how I grew up. Um, and that's, that's really where I started to learn patience early as, as a child, because as, you know, as young as six, seven, I had to adapt to life where my mom was at home because she wasn't able to work because she couldn't see. Um, and so I spent a lot of time um, over the years, you know, through high school, I spent a lot of time with my mom. Um, I spent a lot of time um outside with her working uh, in her seven gardens. Um, so every, you know, pretty much every night that I was home, if I didn't have theater rehearsal or, or something school related going on, this was time that I was spending um, outside with my mom. Um, or uh, she, she bakes and cooks a lot. Still the best, still the best cook I have ever met in my entire life. Um, you don't need recipes. You can just throw any amount of an ingredient in together and she <laughs> makes it work. Um, oh, amazing. <laughs> it's, um, but, you know, baking, you know, baking with her and having the patience of, of sitting there and, and reading directions to her and making sure that she has everything that she needs. Um, that, that I think like shaped so much of who I, who I am now. Um, just because so much in my life requires that patience, um, yeah. whether you know whether that's in in work, um, you know training training new people, uh, whether that's waiting for uh, to hear back from a from a homeowner, waiting for news, waiting for just so much waiting in life yeah. 
for the right opportunities, waiting for, um, you know, waiting with people as they are growing. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot of time that I've had in my life to sit and be still and learn how challenging and painful that can be at times. That's amazing. Man, that's so powerful. Ryan, tell me about uh, your full family then. That's the big question I have for you. What's that look like? Sure. So uh, there's uh, my mom and my dad, um, and then they each had um, children um, from before they met. Um, and so my, my dad had two sons uh, that are both older, and one's in Arizona, one's in Missouri. And then um, my brother on my mom's side, Cole, is uh, here in Sioux Falls, and he's the closest in age, but he's still about 12, 13 years older than me. Okay. And so to connect all the dots, that means you are the only child of your mom and dad. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, wow. And, and, and that means if I'm doing all the math right, 13 is the, is the closest to your age. Mm -hmm. So you grew up for, that means 13 years, uh, at least, uh, being in the house on your own with, with mom and dad, or what did that look like? Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, when we were living in, in Minnesota, um, Minnesota, yeah, there that's coming out a little bit. Um, yeah. When we were, when we were living there, um, my, so my brother Cole was around, um, and then Alan and Jesse, the, the two oldest were off doing their own thing. Um, so it was, it was a lot of back and forth where sometimes Cole was living with us, um, you know, until he was 18 and, and went off and did his own thing. Um, and then just intermittently, there were times where uh, he was living with us. He was living with my grandparents and he was, you know, a mile away. This was when we moved to South Dakota. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are definitely seasons of my life where my brother was really active and there are times where he was living elsewhere and he really, you know, we wouldn't see him as often. And I'm right. very thankful now is one of those seasons where we're both living in the same city and we get to see each other um, fairly often. And um, we're actually a lot closer now than I think we ever were growing up. Yeah. So good. Talk to me about just a reflection on uh, your relationship with your dad and, and what that looked like in, in, in the process. Mm, yeah. So yeah, with my mom, so my mom was home all the time, like I said, um, which meant with my, my dad being um, like the super breadwinner. Um, right. Yeah. So my, my dad worked, um, he was a truck driver for many, many years uh, and only very recently retired. Um, wow. And yeah, you, you just want to talk about a guy that just won't quit, you know, uh, driving, you know, driving semi at, at 70 years old, um, you know, partially for uh, just a love of what he does and partially because of necessity. Um, but so my dad worked a lot of really, weird late long hours um yeah especially you know during harvest season you know there were times where he would get up for work at four o'clock in the morning uh to be there by five um and then he would drive truck until uh eight nine o'clock at night come home and and redo the whole thing you know um and 
doing it for doing it for the overtime for the you know because of the season because he had you know the whole family to to provide for and um i was also you know getting ready to go off to college so a lot of that was going into like a kind of makeshift college fund to make sure that i was able to to go off and get an education because i was um I, i'm pretty sure I, I was i was going to be like the first uh to graduate from college uh from my immediate family so um you know that was a big thing that he worked for and so you know growing up i I, I, I definitely can say I was a lot closer to my mom because I was able to spend a lot more time with her. But as I get older, I, I, I value and respect so much more how much, um, how much my dad worked for us, for the family. And it's very much a, it's very much a, a different generational work ethic um, than I'm used to experiencing. Um, I just, I get to see how much he was shaped, um, and how, and how he grew up is reflected in, in how much he worked for us and how much he valued our family and making sure that we were cared for and provided for and had everything that we would need. Um, you know, we never had anything I would say in, in abundance, um, but, but I, we were, we were blessed enough to never really be, um, in dire need. And, um, I, I, and, and that's, that's a tremendous amount of of privilege that I don't take for granted. (laughs) So good. Well, thank you for kind of giving us a good, um, picture of, of your family and, uh, kind of connecting your dots around kind of story with your mom. That's super helpful. Do you want to transition into next story now? Yeah, yeah. So the next up, and this is where I kind of transition into passion, and we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this all together. Um, so when I when I was um, this would have been summer of 2012, August of 2012. Uh, I had just graduated high school, and I was getting ready to uh, go off to college in in a few weeks. Um, and this this um this person and and his um his group of associates i'm trying to keep this as vague as possible uh came into uh came into chamberlain um and they were very simply going on an adventure and my hometown was the starting point um which is just the sort of weird, like high fantasy sort of thing that you would never expect. Um, but so this, this man's name was Dave Cornthwaite. He was a, uh, he was from England and he quite, quite literally was a professional adventurer. So he wow. had started, he, his life's work was to uh, undergo um all these journeys of a thousand miles of non-motorized transport to uh, spread awareness of different causes and, and um, just really get away from the pull, uh, you know, the rat race, if you will, of, of daily corporate life. And um, as, you know, a, a young adult just about to go off to college, uh, you know, seeking to reinvent himself, um, this was just kind of the perfect 
thing to encounter was somebody who decided that their passion wasn't a graphic design job sitting in a cubicle, but their passion was skateboarding across the Australian outback, um, you know, challenging themselves on a daily basis, going out there and meeting people and learning their stories. And his whole life's philosophy uh, became say yes more because a world of opportunity opens up when you say yes to things that you normally wouldn't um, instead of just shutting things down because you think you can't for any number of reasons, turn it on its head and say, but what if I can't? What if I say yes to this? And so that was the mindset that I took into college for my first year. And, you know, thankfully I I came out of college. uh, I I, I hope a pretty decent human being, Um, (laughs) but um, just, I, I just, I just remember like looking back at that first year of college and I, I don't know if I would have had the same experience if I hadn't been exposed to this personality um, that just really lived out everything that they were, everything that they were talking, um, everything that they were saying. And, and the, the, the transition there is it sometimes can take a long time (laughs) to figure out exactly what your passion is. You were talking about the 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 old term for suffering. Sometimes that is really the feeling and the process to finding what your passion is, um, yeah. and and to keep on doing that. I think about what Nate says all the time. He's going to be so happy about this. Um, with grit being um, passion and perseverance towards a long term goal, and I met yeah. I met. Dave Cornthwaite when he was already, you know, doing this for a couple of years and, you know, now it's 2020. I'm still thinking about this encounter that I had eight years ago. He's still having thousand mile journeys and his whole uh, influence has grown. And there's still this genuine drive that he has that now I've developed in my own way. Uh, yeah. And so that's, that's just one of the things that I, I keep coming back to as having impacted me in, in a very unique way that I, I really wish at some point in time I could meet him again and just share with him like how much that small moment uh, in my life. So awesome. Wow. You mentioned that you might have a spontaneous third story. Uh, would that naturally flow right now? Or do you want to talk a little bit more around around this story? Well, yeah. So the, the spontaneous third story um, is I could just reflecting on my life in, in theater because that's I talked about how I started off in journalism. Um, I it's 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 kind of a weird web in high school so i was in a theater production i wasn't sure if i would like it at this point in time uh it was just something that i was trying because uh, people said they thought i would be good at it um and so i i played a reporter 
And so many people thought I had such a good reporter voice that they said I should go into broadcasting. So naturally, <laughs> being an impressionable young lad, um, I started looking into journalism. And I walk into my um, I walk into my local newspaper office, and I just asked if they needed someone, you know, like a summer intern. And they asked, "Do you like sports?" I said, "Yes." And they said, "Great, you're hired." Um, I know wow. I, I never had an easier job interview in my life. And um, so from there, uh, you know, I kept doing theater in high school, and it was still just you know a hobby, a, th- a thing to do after school um because um i was not the most athletically gifted person in the world uh i i certainly (laughs) tried at soccer until my knees gave out um and uh my my frame was not suited to football which was one of the big sports as it usually is for high schools um right so i'm doing theater and i'm working at the newspaper and i'm really enjoying working at the newspaper i get to college i'm still thinking about pursuing journalism And that comes to a screeching halt when I realize print journalism is not a focus of most colleges, which is the (laughs) thing that I really enjoy doing. And everything is, everything is switching to digital and it's switching to video. And it just wasn't the thing that I really cared about. Uh, And I'm doing, I'm starting to do more theater in college, which I didn't expect um, because I didn't think I would be good enough to be there on stage my freshman year at all. Ended up being in all three shows, which was pretty much unprecedented. Um, and it took, uh, we had a guest director from LA for our final show. And um, he grew really attached to our group and uh, his plane was supposed to take off. And there was a big blizzard that, that, uh, weekend so he he delayed it a little bit further and I remember uh, we were playing a game uh, we were playing we were playing pool um, in the McDonald Center and he it, it's, it's one of these really like weird dramatic cinematic things uh, and it's probably just how I want to remember it um, but he, he he took a shot and he sat there and, and we waited for him for a second and he said you know I've I've worked in LA for a few years now and I've seen the kinds of people that make it and I've, I've seen what it takes to get there. And I think if you really gave it a shot, I think you have what it takes to make it. And that was revolutionary because no one had ever said anything of that kind to me before specifically about what I was, what I was doing. You know, I had grown up hearing that I had all this potential and yada, yada. And, but for someone specifically to take the moment and say, here is what I see in you and here's what I think you can accomplish was just mind blowing at the time. Uh, so yes. that that is where I, I really discovered that my passion was theater and 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 even more so than that um, is storytelling in and of itself. That's where I found I could combine the things that I loved about writing um, with the passion that I had for performing and acting and sharing stories of people that were very different from me and yet also 
in some ways very similar because I'm forming these characters. Um, and so through that, I was able to confidently uh, change my major to, to theater um, and, and greatly enjoyed that, performed all the way through college. Um, and then on graduating, have since uh, worked with a number of different theater companies here in Sioux Falls. And it's something that still um, fills me up to this day. Um, I'm able to enjoy um, acting and directing and my own writing endeavors. Um, and that's, I don't know that I really would have discovered that on my own until way, way later. It, it just really took somebody having the intentional time to say, here's what I see in you. Just go for it. Yes. So good. Let's uh, flow right into our equipping section. And for those of you who are ongoing listeners, there are usually some breaks along the way here. But uh, as Ryan and I are on this phone call, we get the opportunity to just keep going. And so we're going to naturally flow into our equipping time, which is bringing up spiritual and practical ideas and, and really reflecting on what Ryan's talked about and Ryan and I are going to have a conversation and, and you're vicariously going to have a conversation probably on your end, thinking about how you're connecting with the story. And, and, and this conversation is really meant to just facilitate uh, your own thoughts as, as the audience we're uh, we're wanting to uh, get to the next section after our equipping, which is challenging. And so it's challenging all of us to, to, to really find what God wants for us in all of this. And so that's what we're going to aim at. I'll, uh, I'll start us off here, Ryan, with uh, a practical tool that I have immediately seen. And I, I don't think you would have probably brought this up just because it's, I'm kind of taking a creative liberty since I'm the one leading of the course. podcast. I can do that, I think. And so that is uh, you buying a ticket to New York City. And how is that a practical tool? I don't really know. <laughs> but I think it somehow is, and someone could connect the dots. But why did you do that? And 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 you if you want to give a timeline to that whole story, it's kind of an extra story, but I also think it will be a practical tool if we connect it correctly. Yeah, so I'm Talk glad you brought that, that up because it, you're right. It honestly didn't cross my mind and it, it's baffling to me now that I didn't think to talk about that. Um, yeah. So in, in, uh, so at the end of February, um, I, I planned a trip to and, and bought a ticket for um, a flight to New York city. Um, and I was there for about four days staying with a, a friend of mine that I had made through the theater. And um that that was a process that the actual planning of the trip took about a year um and and the desire to go had been uh planted within me long before that um but wow. a, a big reason why uh i i went was having with theater being such a huge part of my life uh it, so many people had asked me you know oh have you been in new york city have you seen any shows on broadway and I hadn't, I like the most, the most 
professional theater that I had seen was the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful experience, uh, but it's not Broadway. Um, and so I, I felt like I owed it to myself as a theater professional to go and experience what, you know, what is considered the pinnacle of my profession. And also, uh, I, I have, I have, I've always said, like, I, I'm not going to just spontaneously move to some big city. You know, I want to go and experience it first to know if it's really going to be the right feeling for me, if I can see myself living there. And so I knew that I would need to go to New York City sooner or later to understand how that felt and to see if it felt right for me. And I, I, I just felt like I couldn't wait any longer. Like this just felt like the right time to go. And obviously it was because uh, the day that I flew back was the first confirmed case in New York City. And then Broadway shut down and it's going to be shut down through Labor Day. So I really could not have gone any later than the time I did. Wow. So uh, I, there, there are just a lot of moments like that where I know uh, the timing was definitely not my own. And, uh, you know, that's that. Yeah. So if we connect the dots to talking about Dave and say yes more. And we connect the dots to, you know, your, your step of faith going to New York. I mean, just those two alone are, are amazing, timely mm-hmm. events that, uh, that you couldn't, you can't make that type of stuff up. I mean, that is, that mm-hmm. is beautiful. Well, in regards to, from your perspective when you look back on on the stories you shared and 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 maybe there's another story right in your heart that uh, you don't necessarily need to like explain but um that you've been practicing spiritual or practical tools to help you navigate this journey that you're on as a you know a young entrepreneur as as i know you've thought about going into you know business in in the sense of you know theater and um you're you're a young leader and you're you're doing a lot of things in the marketplace so you have kind of your your talents in a lot of things you're investing in a lot of beautiful things what's keeping you focused and 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 clear in 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 this journey what comes to mind spiritually and practically uh as, as crazy as it might sound, uh, listening, it, it's, it, it's such a, a valuable thing to learn how to listen, not only to like what, not only to what people are saying, but what they're trying to say, you know, un, uh, you know, cutting underneath, um, you know, and I, I just think about working with working with homeowners, working with other, um, you know, actors, directors. It's just listening to what people want, listening to their stories, and understanding how to connect with them on a deeper level. Um, wow. That's yeah, totally I, 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 I just that's what I come back to. And would you say that's both a spiritual and practical? Oh, tool? certainly. Certainly. Um, and, you know, like I was saying with, with New York and the whole timing of that, you know, there's you, you have to take those moments 
to stop and and how do I want to say this? There are definitely moments in my life where I can tell that I have I have been guided somewhere. And I might have made a few decisions along the way, but this was definitely not entirely of my making. And, and you know, there are, there are other moments in, in college that, that come to mind there. Um, but there, there are just those moments where you know, I, I feel that I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and those are the moments where I feel like I'm, I'm doing a better job of, of, of listening, um, of, of, of following, of following the right path. Um, yeah, no, that's, 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 that's interesting. I hadn't quite connected that quite the way that you, that I hadn't quite connected it that way. Mm. Well, I want to jump into a challenge section now and and we and we might uh jump back a little bit to equipping and, and and draw some stuff out of that but there's so much that i think we could dive into as far as is challenging goes because golly some of the things that you've said we don't even need to even really explain <laughs> much in regards to it's so challenging some of the things that, that you've walked through and, and, and yet, uh, yeah, for, our, for our, for our listeners, they, you know, w- wherever they're at in life, obviously that this, in, the, these stories are, you know, either super, you know, uh, relatable or maybe they haven't experienced them yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, we're, we're all in different places in, in, in this in this journey. And so I think that's uh, that's what comes to my mind right away is for those who are listening. I think it's really easy to, you know, hear stories from people's lives. And if you haven't personally experienced what they've experienced to not really hear Mm. the value in their experience it's uh if i were to relate it to money um i feel like it's right on the right on the edge of my of my okay here it is (laughs) so if i were to give someone a very high valued currency in another country from another country. And they knew they were, they thought they were never going to go to Japan, but I gave them a very high currency of Japanese money. Are they going to appreciate the money? Hmm. If they thought just thought they would never go to Japan. What do you think the answer is? Well, there's, there's a couple right. ways of looking at it. You could either from a, from a practical standpoint, you could take that very large sum and convert it into us dollars and, and use it in that way, mm-hmm. wherein depending on exchange rates, you might either lose or, or 
gain a little bit. Um, so you can take what is given to you and, and apply it more to your situation as it stands now. Or you can look at it as the opportunity to what, what do I need to change about myself to use this opportunity that I've been given? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would think, mm-hmm. based on how you're presenting it, most people would probably do the former, try to, try to adapt what they've been given mm-hmm. to their current situation rather than the other way around. Right. <clears throat> I think that's so, that's so true. And I, and I think to, to bring the analogy just a little bit further, it, it, it will keep it with money, but we'll just put the, the hypothetical, you can't exchange it. You, you, right. the, the, it was given to you. It was given to you with the, with the understanding of um, it's, it's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. It's for you to, to hold on to and to invest um, just personally. And, and, and then that person has to like either decide, well, I'm never going to go to Japan. And so then they, then they don't like use the money or, or they, or like you, like you were kind of suggesting, or they start adapting their Mm -hmm. lifestyle and they move to Japan and they use the money. And so I mean, obviously, we didn't give a dollar amount to how much Japanese money we're talking, but let's say it's, you know, five million dollars. That's a lot of yen. That's a lot of well, yen. <laughs> that's a, yeah that 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 is, uh, but maybe it may, maybe it's also less. Maybe it's maybe it's only a hundred thousand, and 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 that would be right on the edge. I think right that would be like yeah, I could live in Japan for a year on a hundred thousand. <laughs> And so, sure, I'll move to Japan for a year, but do you really have the faith? Do you have the yeah. grit? Do you have the determination to actually make it in Japan and do something with that money, do something with that and invest it wisely? So is that, yeah, is gosh, that making sense? Now I'm sense? just thinking about how terrifying but amazing that would be just – Somebody hands you a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars, and says, "Here, go live in Japan for a year." My goodness, I would take that. Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone would take? That? No. Why not? Uh, comfort. Uh, there, there's so much. Right. There's so much. It takes so much to break away from the comfort of everyday life, and even. And, and yes. not even the things that are truly comfortable, but the things that we grow comfortable in, the, the, the apathy of yes. daily life. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly think back to, um, you know, when I, when I was previously employed with the grocery store that shall not be named. Um, uh, <laughs> but, and, and just how comfortable I became with my own misery I just, I, I wow. didn't, I didn't feel like I had the energy to, to change things. Um, you know, even, yeah, just the, the, the comfortability that we get with daily life and the unwillingness to sometimes change and take those big risks. I, I think there's a, there's right. a lot of people that, that wouldn't uh, take that opportunity. And, and for some people, they just wouldn't be interested in, you know, 
potentially mm-hmm. that part of the world or, or, you know, the lifestyle changes that would come with it. But yeah, it would, it would be, yeah. it would be a fascinating experiment. So if somebody just said, here, we're just going to, yeah. you have the opportunity to cut your strings right now and go and, and experience a different life for a year expenses paid. It would be interesting to see how many, yeah. how many people would accept that offer and, and really live it yeah. fully. Right, right. Invest wisely, or or if the other option was you can take it, or you can or you could pass, and it, it yeah. can go to somebody else. And, and and so that's what I want to challenge our listeners to. Like when I hear your story, Ryan, like you've taken steps of great faith, and they started with seeds of the garden, man. Like it started with you just watching mm-hmm. your mom plant seeds, even though she couldn't even see well. And, and just that is so powerful. And I, and I, and I know everyone at this point is just going to like connect right with, with there are things that have been planted yeah. in your life. And have you had that person from LA come to you and, and call out that seed and they watered it and, and, and something happened in you. And, and all you need is the sun and there's going to be real growth. And, and what I would, what I would encourage, this is from my worldview is, is let the sun capital. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Let, let, let the, let the light of God on, on to that Mm -hmm. at the same time that you let lowercase S U N. And, and and let let that start to happen all together and and there can be beautiful things that start to come out of your life naturally without having to force anything all right that's my challenge ryan any reflections on my challenge before you uh jump into yours it just just that 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 immediately like takes me into like how how my theater education started um was was actually uh and and you're probably familiar with this um the the idea of a meta narrative that all my 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 theater professor my freshman year strongly held the belief that all stories are simply a reflection of the greatest story ever told uh namely hmm. um uh man's uh, or I'm, I'm probably gonna mess up the order here but um there, there. It's a story of, of God's love, man's sin, and then the hope for redemption. And and and, wow. and then every incredible. every story has that similar thread that you can find. Yes. You can find, um, you know, God's God's love being shown. You can see the missteps of of humanity, and then you can see uh, the the opportunity for them to turn from. Yes turn from their missteps back towards God's love and, and, and his, his grace and his redemption. Um, and that's how my theater education actually began was this concept of that meta narrative. And so like all throughout my collegiate years and, and even now it's something that I, I still think about quite a bit is how it's how that's reflected in the stories that I, that I share on stage. Beautiful. So how would you challenge us then in, in 
in kind of a summary of, of what you just Ooh. said, how would you challenge us? So, uh, okay. So to clarify, is that off of what I, what I had just said or just in the whole, the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Off the, off, yeah. The, off the whole thing, off from our whole conversation. Um, uh, I, I, I would love to hear just like how, how you are connecting with, you know, all of this and, and what you would encourage or challenge us to, to apply what we're listening, hmm. apply what we're hearing. My, I mean, my immediate, my immediate thing is, is to, to hearken back and, and, and in, in addition to like the say yes more, my my improv training tells me to say yes and to to accept and then also add something to what's to what's being offered um hmm. what's an example of that um so uh let's say uh, you know if you we were doing an improv scene and you and you said look at that pink unicorn i would follow that up with Ah oh, yes, I, I do see the pink unicorn. It's it's very bright and shiny and it has a fluffy tail. So I've I've added details onto what you have shared and I've also affirmed what you have told me. And um wow. I think as a like as a as a challenge, I think that's you know, affirming listening to what people are saying, listen to what people are saying, affirm them, and 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 Add add value to what's being said. And I think, value. yeah, especially with all of the, with all of the discourse and conversation that's had throughout a day, I think there's just a lot of times yeah. people aren't heard, or if they are heard, there's a rush to to offer something different, rather than sitting and affirming what has been said. And I think that's that's a massive right. thing I think I've learned with my time at Select is, especially through our meetings, of just sitting and affirming what people have said and repeating back to make sure that they were heard properly. Wow. That makes me think as far as, as, far as uh, you know, those meetings go for those of you who don't know what Ryan and I are talking about. We we work for a painting company in Sioux Falls, and we have regular. It took us an hour to get week. to that. It took us and an hour to get to the fact that we work at a painting is. company. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it almost, almost didn't happen, and uh, and that and that and that is not necessarily the aim of this podcast. So, what I what I want to highlight though is we in these regular meetings, and 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 most of our listeners I think would know what, the, what it looks like to be in some type of mm-hmm. professional meeting. And, and in these meetings, a lot of them are not uh, planned in the sense of what's going to be discussed previous to the meeting. And so what's expected from those who attend the meeting is to come with uh, the openness to share thoughts mm-hmm. on the fly and to uh, to very much be vulnerable to being wrong, to to having your idea not chosen and 
and that happens weekly, daily at times, depending on the season we're in. And that's a, just a unique environment, I think, is, is, to, is to just have to be okay with being heard, but also not being chosen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what, my, what my additional challenge to what, what you're saying, which I think is so good, uh, let, you know, affirm what people are saying and, and, and really stay there, like suffer mm. long mm-hmm. in that place of like to the point of if even if you deeply disagree, suffer long in that place and don't be so quick to add your own thoughts and mm-hmm. your own opinions but add value to what that person already said because i feel like what happens a lot in our conversations with people is we will briefly affirm, but we really just want to get exactly. our point across. And it's hard. It's hard for me, even in this conversation right here. I'm I'm like trying to <laughs> affirm you and add value to you, and I'm I'm trying to actually model exactly what you should do. I'm trying to affirm what you're saying and adding value to what you're I feel saying. Affirmed. That's awesome. So that is, uh, that is our challenge section for today. And it's actually evening. So that's uh, a little, a little off on the time, but we are getting to the tail end here, Ryan, of our time together. And uh, I think you and I both probably feel, uh, the great tension of, we would love to go for <laughs> Absolutely. our audience. And yet we are both ready to conclude this time. And so uh, any final thoughts, Ryan, before I jump into just some some last uh, fun questions? Uh, no, I'm ready for fun questions. Throw them at me. All right. So uh, we, we talked about uh, mm-hmm. Little Women briefly, and I think it is super just you and I can talk about Little Women and be strong, confident men. And, uh, and, and I have literally no shame in talking about this movie. I had never seen Little Women before. Likewise. As far as the original. I had never read the book because I have very, I have read very few books. And, and I was so moved by that movie. I mean, the whole movie, I was just like, it yeah. just keeps getting better. I can't believe it's just getting better. And for the conclusion of the movie to land where it did, all the different ways it could have gone, I was so pleased. And so your reflections on the movie, and and for those of you who haven't seen the movie, hopefully this is enough conversation and, uh, and critique in the positive to get you to watch that movie because I literally can't give you a single reason not to invest that time. Uh, but, but Ryan, any, any, any fun reflections on the movie 
any 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 reflections on me kind of commenting on Lori? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Um, my, I, I I this is a top five favorite movie for me. I decided as soon as I saw as soon as I find it, it's so well, yeah. And um, reasons for that being, first of all, I I love Sarah Sharon into death. She is my favorite actress right now, um, and mm. her energy throughout the movie drives every scene of that movie the nuance yeah. of, of of her yeah. facial expressions um I, it's just, I just i love watching her um and and plus it has emma watson who's been one of my favorites uh over the years um it's been so <laughs> fascinating to watch her career uh florence Pugh has has risen pretty steadily uh and so i'm i'm watching her career pretty pretty closely uh, Laura Dern is fantastic. Bob Odenkirk, uh, when he when he's in there, is great. Um, and and so like on top of it having an all star cast, um, I, I yeah. really think everybody was also cast appropriately. Uh, and and right. just quick hits from that of of Joe pursuing her dream, but also being so intimately tied to her family to to give that up yes. at appropriate times the sacrifices that she made yes. for herself for others uh the lessons that that she learned from her mother who just laura dern's character the mother is is so heartbreaking because you see all the joy and the care that she invests in her children and and i just think of the one scene in particular where she's sitting, um, I think she's sitting with Joe and she just kind of lets the bottom fall out for a minute and you get to really see right. the see the internal workings of, of you know, of the mother was just heart wrenching. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's just a fantastic, fantastic little story and and especially cinema like the cinematography of it and just how you see yeah. it, it jumps around, but you get to see locations in their current state. And then it flashes back to a few years ago. So, you know, just yeah. those types of stories can get messy very quickly, but I think it's right. They, they it's did so such cohesive. A good job. It's just, it's, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Any other reflections on the movie? I'm loving what you're saying so far. And so any other reflections on on the movie in regards to I, I wanna know I just I wanna know more about your feelings towards Lori, because that that just is so interesting to me yeah. that you connected so strongly to him. Yeah. So I mean and and, and I, I'm trying to kind of do my own internal mm-hmm. processing here regarding I bring him up because a, when I saw your photo, it, it, you genuinely looked that joyful, uh, you know, full of life that Lori portrays consistently through, through the, through the film. And, and obviously there, there's some low moments there uh, for, for him, but, but even in those low moments, like if I recall, right. I mean, he was basically, um, seemingly not sober and and yet i'm trying to remember if this was a different scene but uh oh i think it is a different scene because that was with him and and um yeah was her name amy 
that okay so yeah different different scene but but just even even in that low moment like still honorable and not like disrespectful um i I think there was obviously a little a little brashness but uh i just appreciated um even even that moment but then i specifically really enjoyed the moment with uh Oh, with, I, I'm not going to remember this sister's name, but she's the one that got married younger uh, to, uh, to, the, yes. the, yeah. to the teacher. And, and when she's dressed to impress and she's not being mm. herself, he, he lovingly and tenderly just asks her to just recall who she is and, and does she really want one of these men who have seemingly everything, but he knows that she's full of depth and, and just how beautiful it is. Like that's just, you know, you can reflect on that in, in the sense of just like, like if God has angels on the earth, you know, like that is just such like an angelic moment of someone just, you know, protecting, you know, this, this young woman to to really know herself and so i don't know i think in summary you know between the dancing around and the joy and the and 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 again there's the the beaming smile and and the protection that he is able to uh, maintain for for all of the ladies and the family in general and honoring his his grandpa and 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 just the uh you know, he didn't hold tightly to his inheritance. He, he seemed to understand that the money was always going to be there, but he wasn't like mm-hmm. squandering it. I just think of you, I just think of you and just like uh, in, in many of those characteristics uh, come to my mind when I think of you. So, those are my reflections on that character, and we probably went a little long on that on that tangent. But hey, for those who have listened this long <laughs> on this episode, they are probably really enjoying just getting to hear uh, about this movie if they have seen it, and if they haven't seen it, they're hopefully excited to watch it. All right, so that's uh, that's enough for that part in regards to either music or, or a films or theater. Uh, this okay. will be the last question. Things that just have inspired you uh, that you're currently listening to watching, uh, thinking about, I know that's a oh. loaded question, but, uh, uh, but you don't have to go into the why you can just share some, some titles and uh, it, again, that could be music. It can be theater. It can be films. Just to get the audience to just kind of get a peek into the things that are kind of inspiring you and moving your heart. Okay. Wow. Um, I didn't prep. Yeah. Everybody, yeah so for those, for those, for those of you who are uh, who are waiting. Uh, I've had to in the past, Ryan, I've had to literally like pull up my phone because uh, you can swipe up here and, and you can like Google things. Right. Because I've, I've literally had to. I've had to be like, OK, let's see. Oh, yeah. Man, what are gosh, there, there's 
Um, so I, we're, we're going to start with music. Uh, I, I listen to, um, I finding I'm, I listen to a lot of, of indie folk music, um, and, and mm. a little bit of like indie rock. Um, so, um, it, it, just really good, like chill gets into my soul kind of music. Uh, the Arcadian wild. Yeah. which is uh, um, kind of a, yes. a, an indie folk bluesgrass uh, duo out of uh, Nashville. Um, the Accidentals, which is a, a three-piece from Michigan. And then um, Dodie, who is uh, an English singer-songwriter. Um, she's in her 20s, and I've been uh, just listening to her music and... and um, she's one of the few social media accounts that I, I actually spend a little bit of time with. Um, just, it's interesting to me seeing a, uh, somebody who is a professional musician who is also very much a millennial, uh, working their way through, uh, this current, um, situation that the world finds itself in. Um, and, and just, yeah. just following the lives of creatives and how they're, um, existing during this time, um, because yeah. more than mm. more than any more than any other time, like the world is turning to art, and and whether that's in music, whether that's uh, you know binging stuff and finding new stuff on Netflix, like the world is the world is turning to art in this time, uh, solace and comfort, right? And, and as a as a creative, this is this is a huge time uh, for me to to not necessarily feel like I need to make something new, but to have the, have the space to understand what I'm going to become on the other side of this. And so taking inspiration right. from other individuals, some of whom are more prominent than others um, and seeing how they're, uh, they're living their lives is, is kind of, is, is, has been interesting to me. Mm beautiful beautiful anything else in the entertainment world that that comes to mind that uh that has I mean, obviously we spent a good length on little women i'm glad we did i'm glad that that moved I, you so much i'm so excited women. i'm uh, so excited you brought that up i was not expecting that to be a major talking point tonight and i'm i'm just delighted <laughs> god works in absolutely beautiful ways uh yeah so any any other uh on any other inspirations before we uh, bring this uh, to Yeah, one final thing. I, so uh, I'm, I'm super nerdy, um, if, if people haven't picked up on that yet. Um, and, and my favorite thing for the past year has been uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, because it combines wow. storytelling. Again, storytelling. It's just, I get to hang out with my theater friends and we all get to make characters and we just all get to come together and create a story that nobody knows where it's going to go. And there's a little bit of math involved. And um, I follow a show slash podcast uh, called Critical Role, which is uh, at this point probably the most prominent piece of Dungeons and Dragons media that exists. Um, and so mm-hmm. with, with all the spare time that I have not being in rehearsal, I've been able to catch up on, on those episodes. Um, and so just learning from the depth of character building 
that these professional voice actors yeah. are able to create and the moments in the storytelling that they share um, fills me up in a very unique way because uh, I'm, I'm learning more about a passion and a hobby that I have. And I'm also able to apply that in my own circles and professionally as I work towards uh, hopefully a career in acting. So I'm, I'm taking this as, wow. as uh, inspirational time, as career building time, and also leisure time, and, and letting it be all of that at once without any sort of pressure. That's beautiful. I, I can't relate at all with Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, but we do have some colleagues that we work with who play a lot of Destiny. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, while we've while we've paint while while we've painted, I've engaged in a few conversations because I, I I have been able to pick up enough to understand you know what's what's going on in 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 the in the in the game of Destiny, and and it is fascinating the time we live in this. Uh, you can really be your own character within this mm -hmm. storyline. And, and it's just this very unique time in history where we can literally live in this like virtual reality identity and, and grow and develop and mature and, and the storyline, mm -hmm. you know, obviously that, that is that, that the writers of destiny are, 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 are playing out i mean i can't remember how many how many uh seasons or i don't know exactly what they even yeah no seasons them, but, i mean uh, this has been going it's have... been going on since 2014 and i was there for the launch of that as well so um yeah but wow. and that's i mean the initial thing was uh a 10-year they had signed a 10-year contract with the publisher so they were planning on at least having 10 years of story and now that they're on their own doing their kind of own thing as, as their own studio. No one really knows exactly how long that story is going to continue, but they at least had planned right. 10 years worth 10 actual years of storytelling that we're now six years into. Yeah. And I mean, that that's remarkable. I mean, if we're talking about what type of, what type of uh, stories have been, financially mm -hmm. backed to be able to be told for 10 plus years i mean we're talking you know i don't even know if like you know movies like or, or things like friends and like those big those big you know productions of hollywood i don't even think they did 10 years i think they did like nine something like that and and you know, and you know that that storyline. I mean, take it or leave it. You know, whether good or bad, and your opinion. That's that's fine. But um, it's just amazing what's happening with uh, with entertainment and and really, uh, yeah. So, wow, Ryan, we have we have gone some distance in this episode, and uh, I can't thank you enough. I know it's been a long day for for both of us. But uh, man, this was special. Would you be interested in uh, in jumping on in the future? Oh again yes, with us? absolutely, absolutely. I've looked forward to this for so long. I would, I would, at a moment's awesome. notice, let me know, and I'll I'll uh, join in the next available time I can. Awesome. Well, I uh, I know that those who are listening are going to be excited for that, 
And uh, if we wanted to get in touch with you, what's uh, what's the best way? Is it just Facebook direct message or any other specific uh, way? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not as active on there anymore. I basically use that to uh, to plug theater things. Um, but I, I am on I am mm-hmm. on Facebook. I'm on the gram. Um, so we can do that. I have right. a few uh, travel photos from New York if anyone's interested in seeing those. Um, so yeah, those are right. the those are the two primary ones that I still uh, somewhat connect with. Awesome. And, uh, coffee and tea, obviously it sounds like you're drinking tea. So, so for those who are listening, uh, and, uh, and you want to, uh, meet up with Ryan and, and ask him more questions, I know that, uh, he would love to, oh my gosh, uh, to make yes. that happen. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's what we're gonna, that's where we're gonna land this, uh, time together, Ryan. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll talk. That to you next sounds time. wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Hi, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, I would just ask that you would send Ryan an encouragement on Facebook or on Instagram. And if uh, you think of anybody that you could share it with, I would encourage you to do that. If you want to give me any feedback, you can email me at tlgenetwork at gmail.com. I would love to hear any encouragement or criticism that uh, I can grow from. So thank you again so much for listening. And this month is flying by and I'm excited to jump into the month of June. And I hope that you are well wherever you are. I hope that the warmer weather is encouraging you and um, wherever you are, I guess, in the world, uh, you might have a different season than we currently do here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But uh, I am, again, super thankful for you listening to this and taking the time. This podcast is growing, and I'm excited about that, that it was uh, originally meant to be a podcast that unlocks, ignites, and, and, and really has an opportunity to reach the marketplace and wherever you are in the world. I hope that it has been a blessing to you. So until next time, bless you and talk to you next week. This week's song is by The Accidentals. The song title is Odyssey. Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us on the podcast. Outside the lakes of cataract It stares up at the sky Blind to the aftermath We all attend a nameless funeral You could say it's sad But reason has to call it beautiful So I burn my clothes The ones I curse when I'm alone And I trace the night An architect of shattered sky And all the things I fear Fade away with the coming year A resolution in the chaos that I made But I'm on a night Weak, my brain's a hurricane of sky And see, beside me set a broken curse On me, I'm not the one who bleeds with every odyssey Our new deceits and old perfume Past nostalgic times, forgotten crimes die in the fumes The polaroids still hang in darkened rooms The K 